Today on the podcast, we are going to talk about core values. Riveting. It's actually, it actually is riveting. <laughs> I swear, I promise. But first, a couple updates because we have a lot of cool things going on at Greenhouse. We have uh, some resources for the summer, summer guides to growth and development, just making things a little lighter and easier, more fun. There's a lot going on in the membership, which is very fun. A lot of new people joining, whether they're in career transition or trying to figure out their sweet spot or trying to just get some productivity and organization in place. But most importantly, the podcast is getting a facelift. We have a new name for the podcast coming in August. It's called the Career Sweet Spot Podcast. And I'm very excited because this is honestly (laughs) what we're all about and a a word we use all the time. Anyway, and let's be honest, like when people are searching for us, on the Greenhouse podcast, they get a lot of gardening and marijuana, marijuana tips. And- <laughs> Enough of that. <laughs> but, okay, but I, I just have to say to our listeners that this is the first time hearing of this. <laughs> I want you to know that I have been a part of the brainstorming from the very beginning, but somehow I got left out of the decision making. And I just said influence was one of my really important <laughs> We made sure that Sunday had no say in this decision whatsoever. You know, yes. So this is really exciting. I love that you landed on Career Sweet Spot. Yeah. So starting in August, we'll kind of remind. Oh, wait. I landed on it too, by the way. It's what I would have voted for. I just want to make that clear. Yeah. You were doing your own brainstorm and came up with that. I was. Yes. (laughs) So if you search for Greenhouse Podcast starting in August, you are not going to find us. You have to go to Career Sweet Spot Podcast. But... Um, if you're subscribed, you'll still see it there just with a new face, a new name, and uh, we'll keep reminding you until then that that is going to make a change. Is it going to be my face? It's only Sunday's face. Because <laughs> right now it's only your face. That is true. I just wanted to make sure like everyone knew it was <laughs> about me and that you're just here to help me look better. That's right. All right. Sunday, you yeah, you probably like to talk about your core values all the time, right? Always. <laughs> I, mean, I just I was I had to give you feedback the other day at work. Like, can you stop talking about your core values so much? I mean, I walk through the grocery store and I say, "Hey, pause for a minute. Can I tell you my values?" <laughs> like, I mean, you're checking in the checkout line. You just start telling them to yeah. the person. They're like, "Wow." Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. How about you? Yeah. Love them. Love them. Eat, <laughs> breathe, sleep, core values. <laughs> so how about those core values? What are some of your core values, Sunday? Is that what you'd like to know? Yes. Okay. First of all, I love that we're talking about this because I feel like it defines so many things. So here they are. They are actually I have top three and then two below because I know you like you you have these rules where you like to narrow us down to three. Right. And then I have a level two. Okay? I guess you can cheat. Yes. Okay. So my top three are curiosity, influence, and authenticity. Curiosity, influence, and authenticity. Yes. And then my level twos are simplicity and freedom. So do what makes those top three different from the bottom two to you? Hmm. Only because you made me <laughs> narrow it down. To because my outline says so. <laughs> because I guess if did I you really actually did write your outline, Sunday? Did someone else write it? <laughs> like these are your values. Because 
you, you know, obviously we remember in threes a lot of times. So you're right. Five might not just fly off my tongue. So I guess when I pushed myself to say, if, if I like had to choose three, even though all five feel very important to me, those are the three that I just, I always like to say that I couldn't live without, like oh. I couldn't um, live without in a workplace or in my life. I need a sense of curiosity. I need a sense of authentic. I definitely need authenticity. Um, and I really like simplicity and freedom. Yeah. Wasn't fun one of yours? Did you cross that off your list? No, I think it was free. I think you're thinking of the other F word. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's core. Freedom. That's just core. <laughs> I think it's freedom. I think you might have been thinking. Yeah. Well, I love, of course, you come up with the simplicity is true for you. Because, of course, you come up with the simplest definition for core values. Things right, I couldn't live right. without. I actually have this long paragraph explanation. <laughs> Are we done? It's so true. I love simplicity and I love simplifying thoughts. I love simplifying clutter. I love simplifying my schedules. I just, yeah, I just okay. like but cur to live like Curiosity, that. influence, authenticity. How, like, give an example of how one of these plays out in real life. Okay. Well, the one, uh, first, okay. Curiosity feels like it leans into, um, I never want to be stagnant. I love to learn and I'm curious about you. I'm curious about Jacqueline. Joe, I feel like when people speak, I'm curious. So I want to live in a world in which I can continue to be curious about people, about what they're saying, what I'm learning, articles that are read, uh, what people are talking about. Curiosity is fun to me. Also experiences. So I love being curious about new experiences. So it's just a, a driving force for me. I think the one that I want to highlight that stands out to me is that surprised me. And I think you and I had some conversation around this was influence mm -hmm. because I'm very authentic and I don't really care a lot about what um, like titles. Uh, I love people just to be themselves and titles just don't do that much for me. However, influence is my top three. That was really, you and I had a great discussion about that. Yeah, one time. It surprised me because I think, of course, we all have connotations with these words as well. So that's part of this whole thing. The word influence immediately for me brings up pictures of people who aren't being very genuine or real because they're really tr yeah. striving to kind of be something or get authority. And, and yeah, you're exactly the opposite of that as a person, mm -hmm. but the more, we, or, uh -huh. yeah, or an influencer, right? You think <laughs> of them as like, look at me, right? Which is not yes. you at all, but, but yeah, influence is true because you like to help people see, see things in a new way, have a light bulb moment. You like to help uh, how did you, you defined it some way yeah. that I thought was really good. I, I think at this stage, remember also values change over time mm -hmm. too. And so reevaluating over time at this stage of my life, I want to be in a place of work and in life in which a, a, a voice that I have helps others mm -hmm. and matters. Yeah. So it's twofold. I want to be able to influence people towards bettering their lives. And if I can't, it makes me sad. Yeah. Well, we were talking the other day about an interaction with someone who was not, was just fo really forcing it and really fake. They felt very fake in the way they came across. Mm. And even when I was just telling the story to you, you were cringing. It's that you, uh, you can't live without yes. authenticity because it felt like yeah. I just could never even talk to that person. No, and same with, it's really a struggle. Yeah, same with yeah, curiosity. It's kind of like if you had a job where you were not allowed to be curious and it was just follow this yeah. playbook and never ask a question, you're out. Like, I'm out. Sometimes I'm it's out. easier to realize this stuff by looking at the opposite side. Like what, 
what mm-hmm. you really what really annoys you or what you couldn't live uh, what you couldn't mm-hmm. live with like that sometimes points to what you do value yes yeah it does and before I move on and I want to really hear from yours is just one more piece on that influence it's also completely honest stage of life too I've worked hard to gain a lot of skills and I want to be able to have a voice of influence in the workplace that I'm in I no longer want to just be a follower I want to be a decision maker not uh, happen. An influence. Sorry, <laughs> am I done? Not going to happen. Demoted, demoted, <laughs> demoted to non-influencer. I'm out <laughs> So, how would it feel if, in every meeting after you shared like a great idea or like a decision and a direction, if I just came in right after that was like, okay, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, bad idea. It'd yeah. probably feel good. It would. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. I would feel a sense of dissatisfaction if it consistently was happening. Okay. Well, I, I'm cheating a bit like you, I have four, but I think one of the, we, we do like to get people down to three. We'll talk about that in a minute, but then you can kind of combine words sometimes because maybe they have similar meetings or the combination means something to you. I I have some of that. So my first one is freedom dash variety because Mm -hmm. they're, they're kind of linked for me. And then collaboration um, is uh, collaboration is one. And then the next one is learning slash growth and improvement. And then my fourth cheating a bit is intentionality or purposeful. I think I had demoted that one off the list. I just couldn't get rid of it. I was like, that is just, it's too, too me to, to take off the list. Um, so freedom and variety and then collaboration and then the others. What if I had to push you to choose your level one? Yeah, I know. What would your top three be since you challenged me in that way? What could you just absolutely not live without? Yeah, I think, um, I think the one I would take off is even though it's my whole company and job is the learning growth and improvement. Because okay. really the intentionality, they're they're kind of the same to me. Mm-hmm. And it start it probably starts with intentionality. Like I just view life that way. I like to be proactive instead of reactive. And I mean, that's why I'm interested in learning or growing or improving mm-hmm. something. So but the freedom and variety one is probably the one I think about the most or realize the most, how it yeah, like that it actually matters in life or that it is important to be aware of. And it was you know, my wife, Ashley, she's always kind of making fun of, we have, we're very different on these spectrums. So we like, we like to make fun of each other. And she's, I think she said to you or maybe someone on the team, uh, she said, Oh, I learned a long time ago to stop trying to contain Steve, like the freedom he he needs to run free. He needs it. He has to have it. And it was just fun. We both had a good laugh because I was like, yeah, that's, you know, that's part been part of my career workplace journey is realizing that that part of it, but also realizing then how to lead others that not everyone's wired that way. And sometimes that is really un, unsettling to someone to have too much freedom or to not have clear mm-hmm. defined things. Very much. In fact, I can't even like picture see Steve in a world without freedom and variety. That's how much I feel like it's attached to who you are. It would be like a very different person. It wouldn't even be you. I can't imagine without freedom and variety. We talked about this, I think even on the podcast during 
kind of early in the COVID pandemic, it was one of the things I was realizing I was struggling with, probably different, a little different and nuanced for everybody. For me, it was the lack of variety. It was kind of the Groundhog's Day oh, was, yeah. was really getting to be tough. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas I know a number of people in my life who thrive off of some of the consistency and like knowing what exactly what's going to happen. I love, I have a great day when I get to like drive to an, a new place, a new location. <laughs> yep. It can be the small things. Variety can be a small thing, but uh, yeah, it really matters. It does. So I think that's actually what I wanted to talk about the most here is why do, why do core values matter? Yeah. I honestly, when I first heard the term, I was like, this is dumb. Who cares? <laughs> I really, <laughs> it just did not resonate at all. I'm like, this is, seems, I don't know, just a bunch of jargon. So like, what's the point of core values? I'm kind of curious for mm -hmm. you. I used to just see them in random places before I did my own personal deep dive on it and just think, well, that's nice. Anyway, that's kind of how I felt. Like it didn't change anything for me when I would see or hear. So I felt like it was not a big deal because it's how I experienced their words. Mm -hmm. But personally doing that journey of the values actually was really exciting to think about and a great um, parameter, which we'll talk a little bit about, like how it kind of guides decisions that I make. So yes, I also had very like blah feelings about it until I understood it more fully. Yeah. Okay. You you defined it, I think, really well. This is my new favorite definition. Core values are the things I could I couldn't live without. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I I tend to define it as they're the things that drive what you do, the things that matter most mm -hmm. to you okay. and drive what you do. Mm -hmm. Um but one author described it as as your natural beliefs. I thought that was kind of mm -hmm. interesting. Um mm -hmm. It's the things that are just kind of, they're already in you and inherent to you. And then like so much of coaching, you're just trying to gain awareness of it so that you can make decisions with it or know how you're, why mm -hmm. you're having tension or conflict. And just like the self-awareness is what changes mm -hmm. it, but it's, they've always been there. Um, and then of course, for anyone in, in a leadership role or trying to grow and be intentional, these are the things that guide how you lead and how you decide and how you show up and act. So again, they might just be happening, happening accidentally, but it's good to be aware of it so you can manage yourself better or, or even like get yourself in scenarios that work better. Mm -hmm. I, th I think um, we talk a lot when we're doing this with groups, we do core values a lot with teams and we'll mm -hmm. often pull up like some Pat Lencioni stuff because he talks about this topic a lot and, um, something that comes up there is that these are the things that make you different. Like your core values are like your differentiators mm. or what make you mm -hmm. maybe unique in some way. And th there should actually be something you're losing in order to live that value. Mm. That part, That'll make you pause. Yeah, yeah. That's the part that always gets me like, Oh, okay. That's, that makes it count. It's there should be something that you lose in order to live that value. Meaning mm. it's got to count. Like it, it has to have some weight to it. There has to be some kind of consequence of living it or not living it or else it doesn't actually matter. Mm. Very, that's very true. That's a good way of putting it. So if you, if you circle back to the smallest example to, to, to what do you lose because you, you cling to this particular value, I would definitely say that there are certain 
really amazing job opportunities that I have not taken because of that authenticity piece. I didn't feel it in that particular place. I could have made a lot more money, but it wasn't, it, it was too important to me to, to work in a place in which I was surrounded by more authentic leaders and people that I would rather make less to have those values lived out versus have a really awesome, where influence, I could have had influence, but the two had to be together. Yeah. So I wasn't willing to sacrifice it. Does that make That's sense? That's a great example. That does come up a lot with people thinking about career or transitions or their goals is so many people are just kind of like chasing the money or the progress or the next step they're supposed to take until one day they realize there's a misalignment with your values. And so maybe it's not worth mm. whatever you're no. gaining there to have that dissonance or that like work life you don't actually like. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, and then there's more positive examples like my uh, value of collaboration. I've noticed a lot mm -hmm. of scenarios where, well, hey, a lot of coaches when they start out are just solo or maybe for, for their whole time being a coach, they're just solo. And for me, it was like, nope, got to have a team. I mean, all kinds of things that I'm kind of sacrificing in order to get that income. You know, you're giving away income. You are creating way more dynamics to manage and to deal with every day when there's a group of people working together than just by yourself. Or, you know, maybe someone's value is that solo um, route and they really like working alone. And of course, we often hear people in that situation, what they lose is the sense of community and camaraderie and you're, you get a little lonely or you don't have anyone to bounce ideas off of. So it's that sense that there should be something that you're, you're losing in order to gain mm -hmm. that value. Yeah. So the other day you were actually uh, talking to a group of leaders and you were talking about these, why they matter. And one really stood out to me around, you know, being kind of a filter for decision-making, but I loved all three that you, you had to share. T talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, the reasons I think values matter. And again, this shows up in different books or studies, or we facilitate workshops on this. There's many reasons, but the three, I think, show up the most in real life, in actual uh, practical life is number one, self-awareness. Number two, mm -hmm. it's a decision filter. And number three, organizationally, core values matter because they give direction for what the work is and how the work gets done. So mm -hmm. self-awareness, decision filter, and organizationally. I think with self-awareness, it's like we talked about it at the top. You live your values whether you know them or not. So what happens is yeah, true. we have conflict with people in our life. We have tensions. We have problems in, internally with ourselves, And a lot of times it's when the values are being uh, violated. Like it's such a severe yeah. word, you know, but it's like when your value, when your core values are being violated, you to yeah. yourself, others to you, you to others, that's when a lot of this tension or conflict arises. So if you're not aware of what they are, then you have no idea why this stuff's happening or how to make it any better. It's true. <laughs> so for example, Sunday, you said authenticity is one of your values. Yes. Well, if you weren't aware of that, and maybe I'm just a very, I'm, very, I'm not authentic at all. And we keep clashing <laughs> and clashing every day and you have no idea why it's happening. And it's very difficult to then problem solve or, or even just talk through or resolve any of that if you don't have the awareness. Now, now that you know that value, you're immediately aware of what the problem is. Mm -hmm. 
you're like, I'm pissed off because every day I go to work and it feels inauthentic exactly. and you know exactly what it is right. to go home to complain to your partner about. Right. right. Which right. then the second thing, and you already mentioned this is on the flip side of that coin, it helps you identify environments or situations that, that you thrive in or that work well for you. So you could say, yeah. oh, I do really well in environments that are very authentic. So that's what I'm going to look for. That's what I'm going to aim for. And you're just able to place yourself, uh, set yourself up for success, I guess, um, and know what you want in life better. You know how, Sunday, a lot of times in coaching, that some version of that question might come up. Like, what do you want? Like, what do you really want? What are you after? What are your goals? And often people... <laughs> myself included, it's a hard question. Sometimes it's like, I don't know what I want. <laughs> Have you come across that? Yeah, because it, first of all, it feels very broad. I think that's what's difficult about the question. Mm -hmm. Values, by the way, can feel very broad to me too. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I even have to categorically think about values, which we can talk about too. But I feel like, yes, no, I don't know what I want, but this exercise helps me be clearer about what I, what I might want. Right. Yeah. And what, again, like what you want, it's already somewhere there in you, but it's the water you swim in every day. So you're just too familiar with yourself to see it clearly. It's like, well, I don't, I didn't realize that I actually wanted to be able to influence people positively because that's just who I always am. And so it's, mm -hmm. it's part of the value of this exercise. Cause it, it literally is a list, you know, we have a download here in the episode it's literally a list of words. And so you're kind of comparing and contrasting like, oh no, I'm definitely not that one, <laughs> but I am mm -hmm. this one. So I think the other self-awareness piece is you can start to get more confident and comfortable in who you are. Mm -hmm. You start to be able to own and be like, all right, I'm living in my, you know, I'm comfortable in my own skin because I realize this is who I am. This is, these are the things I care about. And the funny thing about values is you bring up that word and in, in our uh, kind of American culture, a lot of times it's equated with religious things or like family and, you know, the word values in many people's minds is equated with a yeah. small set of things. And that's not what we're talking about. We're, those things might, you might value family. That's great. Cool. But there are other things that are important to you. Is it cool though? Is it it's okay not. that I do value? It's not. <laughs> I know I had somebody do that, uh, put that on their list, and I did kind of push them like, "No, you can't put that one." <laughs> well, that's why sometimes you and I have had this conversation about how I help because people are like, "I can't live without putting family on there," and I'm like, "Well, me neither," but I'm trying to get the, to the core of who you of you individually are. But there's also a set of values that are, I have around my family life, my personal life. And so different words, maybe different words, but this is like the driving force of my day to day that I cannot live without. Right. Like I'm thinking I won't name names. But... I just made it sound like I can't live without my family day to day. Did you hear that though? I, you know, I can live without my family. I'm not you sure can... they're yeah. core to my value, <laughs> but I was thinking Sunday of somebody we work with at Greenhouse who I'm looking at the list of core values here and challenge is one of them. And this person challenge Oh yeah, core value because he constantly wants to pick mm -hmm. a fight or or really uh, like it frustrates him when someone doesn't kind of step up and fight him back and challenge yeah. him. He wants people to do that. And it we had a very fascinating conversation uh with him you, you and I both that it was it was like, "Oh yeah, you wouldn't normally say, "Oh, that's a value." Like 
that's an American mm-hmm. value challenge, <laughs> but, <Right. laughs> um, but to him that, that thing was really important and he couldn't live without it. Yep. Okay. So f- thing number one is self-awareness and thing number two is decision filter. We keep saying this. So let's talk a little bit about what we mean by that. What, what do you mean when you say values help me make decisions? Well, so if we use the example of applying for jobs for me, looking for a place to work, just that one particular category, it's I'm going to use that as a filter. Do I feel as though I have influence? I'm going to be able to. Am I going to be able to use that level of curiosity to my advantage and to others? And also, do I sense at least people are allowed to just be who who they are and they're not being too pretentious? That's and if those filters aren't there, then that's going to be an eliminating process for me. So it helps with decision making. It, it could even be about places to move, like big choices to make and things like that. That would be like even under my underlying ones, freedom and simplicity. You know, like how simple are we trying to simplify our life? Are we trying to complicate our life? They're just they're filters for me. Yeah. Yeah. You're reminding me of a couple of friends who I'm putting words in their mouth, but I think exploration or something like that is a core value. Um, to them as a couple, and they are currently um, living in different cities for short amounts of time. That's right. And it, again, it was this decision point where you had, okay, they both went remote in their work during the pandemic. They both were at a place and stage and time in their life when they had some flexibility and some extra money set aside and all these things. And they're trying to decide big life decisions about where to live, where to work, all these things. And sometimes it can cut through all the clutter and all the pro-con lists to say, oh, we value exploration and this is a time where we could do some of that. And it really helped them make the decision like, boom, we're going to try living in some different places because we value that and we can right now. So we're going to do it like it helped them decide, make work decisions, living decisions. So even the big things, it can be for small, but even the big things, it helps cut through the clutter or, or sometimes for me, I'm like, ah, I just, I get, I get paralyzed by all the potential options or, you know, <laughs> there's so many things to consider. And sometimes your core values can cut through all that to like what matters to you most. Mm-hmm. I loved your explanation one time when you worked with a, an, an owner, a business owner, and she had a very clear list of company values and so anytime anyone would come into, I don't know, what was the word, like pitch something to her or uh, and she'd be like, does, or an idea, an idea, she would be like, all right, let's get our values out. And she'd be like, does it match this, 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 oh, not this one back at it. It was like a very much a checkpoint, a checklist for her in all the decisions that were made in the company. I love that example. Yes. And actually for anyone listening, if you want to hear about that from her, her name's Dana Spinola, the founder of Fabric Company. And she was on the podcast way back. I don't even know what episode it was. Way back, scroll back, Dana Spinola. And she talked about that. I thought it was a pretty inspiring example where it's it's like, no, really, when people bring projects or or work outputs to her, she's like going through each value. And if you didn't, if you didn't check that one off, then come back to me later. I think it can show up even small ways. <laughs> Sunday, my my example here is um. Sometimes I get so tired. So one of mine is variety, right? Sometimes I get so right. tired of driving home the same way every day. And Jacqueline, you and I were talking about this, how you do this too. I'll, some days I'll just be like, you know what? I need some variety to spice up my day. I'm going to take the other route home that's maybe twice as long. And I'll do that. Like, 
every three days or so, I'll just take a different route because it helps. I don't know. It helps me. <laughs> Is that, am, That's crazy. Am I weird? <laughs> no, I've heard many people who actually. Everyone was like, just, like shaking little... their head, nodding like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. No. Yeah. I used to, um, I had a friend who also similar to that used to be in the car driving with their kids and be like, we don't know what that road goes. And then he would just drive down it for a bit with <laughs> to explore a new road just because, because he could. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, at some point we'll have some people on and like work through their core values. Cause it's interesting how we're talking about some of the same few here, but there can be such variety in what people value things like control or orderliness or, you know, independence or um, Mm -hmm. honor. Like that's an interesting one. So, all right. The last thing, why do values matter is organizationally. And like you said, we'll we'll often work with teams and leader groups to figure out what their values are, but not just that. It's not just like a poster to hang on the wall and check the box. We work through it to build actual team norms or systems or routines that live those values out. Mm -hmm. And that's where it makes the the difference. So I think we all know about this, whether we've thought about it or not. Some of the biggest name brands in the world, they do well because they have clear values and they live them out. And you start to Mm -hmm. see like, oh yeah, they they make decisions and you could probably name their values for them. Um, But when you have a bunch of different people especially like a big company and maybe there's thousands of people in an organization trying to accomplish the same goal together. I mean, think about Mm -hmm. it, all the different personalities, all the different, like all the different things going on and different directions people want to go and different ideas. And to herd this whole group in the same direction, values can really help cut down on the chaos. Mm -hmm. For a whole organizationally, and then on a team, like we were working with a company the other day where they definitely have company values and then they have team ones. And then of course they need to, of course, somewhat align, but that big, big company one is still different than how they want their team to function. Yeah. Yeah. That can also help to feel a sense of identity. Like this is our team. Like this is how we do this things. This is our team. Yeah. I want to go back to where I talked about how sometimes I have people put categorically in their mind. Like you just even said it. Well, I actually just said it about company and then teams supporting what you just said. I really just want to make that clear because it really is not easy to combine two spaces sometimes. And there's no right or wrong. I just want to give freedom in that as well. Because if you were to ask me where, what I value, I would say family, love, and happiness are very much are very much important to me, but they're not what I need at work. (laughs) Do you get what I'm saying? And so I sometimes where we mostly work on career, I will have people to say, could you just for a moment, set aside your, your family life for just a minute and think, what can I not show up without at work? Yeah. So just to give some focus only because people are like, you want me to narrow it down to three, but I really do love my family, you know? And, and the truth is family is also going to be a part of people who uh, care, care about work-life balance. That's going to be one of their, their values, but I separate the two so that they can find distinction around what they need for a job or at work or to find purpose in the area. And then we filter the family ones in. I just wanted to make that distinction clear as to why sometimes 
we have to do that because there's too many words. Yeah. We have too many feelings. Yeah. And sometimes if you have a bunch, you're trying to narrow it down. You can't, it helps to think about what gets on your nerves the most. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. So tell me a little more about that. Like, did you, did you have that experience at all where you've, you, did you look for a word that got on your nerves and it led you to the right word? Sometimes that helps. Yeah. Uh, for example, cause you're mentioning in the workplace setting and I, I talked about conflict Okay, if one of mine is freedom and somebody else, their one of their core values is control, we're gonna have like tension all the time, yeah, yeah. right? Yes. So it helps me to yes. identify um, freedom by seeing the word control on the list and having a little bit of a reaction. Like I, I see the word, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I twinge a little bit, right? Whereas that mm -hmm. other person, they they might see the word freedom and twinge oh. a little bit. Uh, yeah, right. So same thing with maybe. Um, flexibility versus consistency or complexity versus simplicity. Like you see these all the yeah. time on teams where you've got, and it's good, right? Cause you need a healthy team kind of covers the full spectrum yeah. and has diversity, but mm -hmm. you need to learn how to appreciate and work together and like lean into those at the right time. Which reminds me that I just love, I mean, we did it as a team. I love when we all sit around and we all went over each other's values because it helps you to learn about each other what drives their thinking. And I love that. So it's a great team exercise because you will find out, oh, that's why you and I have had sometimes, or that's why you and I are always like, oh yeah. Right. Because we, <laughs> yeah. we jive in that area. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So the last thing, here's one thing I want to say. When we are together doing our values, we I love to walk individuals just through, hey, after you did that, and you're going to walk us through actually how to do it. But I have fun at the end saying, what word on this list is so the opposite of you? As closing, like if you had to pick one word that is, we all did that as a team and I found that so fascinating. And, and I feel like it also helps you learn something about uh, the teams. Remember mine was perfectionism. I was like, ah, I feel like I can't handle perfectionism. It's because no one's perfect. Okay, so if this is something that you wanna try, if this is an exercise that would maybe be interesting to you or would help in some way, we have the exercise for you as a link in the show notes. And it's basically three steps. The first one is you look through the list and you circle things that resonate with you. And it's really that simple because if you make it any more complicated, then it doesn't work. You just got to circle anything that resonates with you. Then the second step is you go through and you narrow it down to kind of your top seven to 10. And then you do a third pass and get it down to the three. And we talked at the beginning how you can kind of combine words or cheat a little bit, but we remember threes and it's going to be much more useful if you can remember. So um, getting it down to three is actually very important. And most people find that difficult and they push back a little and we really help them work through getting down to the three that you can remember. 